Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamer radiated with both its parents, tragically killed before its eyes, and aired live every week, only on the non-productive network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Pete. Hi, Pete. How are you doing? All right. Hey, Ken, how are you doing? Um. Oh, Ken does not look good. No, no, he doesn't. Mm. All right, mm. well. I think, I think Ken may be dying. Well, that's okay. Um, we could always get another Ken. Uh, on Near Mint, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's Mint, Near Mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies. Oh. And try to guide you in what to read and what might be better to avoid. Except for this week. Uh, yeah, Frank, about yeah. that. I, I gotta be honest, I'm I'm not really prepared yeah. this week. Yeah, I, I did not read anything either, and yeah. Ken is on his deathbed. Uh, oh. Yeah, there he goes again. Um oh. So I guess we're just gonna I think have to call said, it. I think he said something about the new Planet of the Apes book is it, it pretty good. It doesn't matter, Ken. It do, it never mattered. Uh, I don't know what we could do uh, unless I mean these guys they can contribute. Frank, yeah. Don't mention the near mint turns. The near mint <laughs> interns. Yes, we have special guests for all of you out there in listening land. We have two young, bright-eyed comic book readers who are coming here. Doesn't matter that you're negligibly younger than us. Uh, that you are uh, here to read and review comics Frank. and rank them from best to worst. We have to do this. We have bills to pay. Excellent. So, Al, the, uh, Hope, how are you guys doing? Uh, great, yeah. I uh, think I got something good to read. What about you, Al? Um, I did, but I, I have to... Uh, I. How you're doing is you did, and then you stuttered. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. You're I, failing at this miserably. Come on, Al. I'm doing all Minturns. right. Minturns. I, God, I'm still an intern. Like, haven't I been on this show like three or four times at this point? Yeah, but you always choose terrible comics, so you don't count. Oh, that's yeah. Um, so yeah. I can't wait to hear what Archie comic they read this week, or maybe, I don't know, like Sonic or... What are some other stupid things? I would assume Lulu. Yeah, just ridiculous garbage. Uh, but Richie Rich? Do you got any Richie Rich? Sport yeah. Billy? Yeah. So What wh- is Richie Rich? The Macaulay Culkin film? Yeah. Yeah, there was a comic book made of the Macaulay Culkin film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. None of this is going into the podcast. Oh, so, good. yes, let's uh, begin with the, you two folks. You know, you know how it works on your mint, right? You, yes. You talk about the comic for a little while. We grill you. We make fun of you a lot because mm-hmm. you're newbies, and we want to create that toxic environment you feel in stereotypic comic book shops, mm-hmm. right? And then we ask you to rank and review those comics from best to worst. That would be mint, near mint, good, fair, and poor. So, uh, are you up for the challenge? Hope so. Always. Good. We shall see, young Padawans. All right, Al, you got a little bit more experience on this, uh, and you've got a comic literally in your hands. Yep. Tell us about what you read this week. I have the final issue of Transformers Till All Are One. This is their annual, and apparently their annual is their last issue. Uh, we talked about this during First Strike, about how Margaret Scott was going to leave IDW, and her book was leaving with her, and this is the last story she wrote before she left. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, hmm. Do we have any more details on why she left, or are we not gonna dig? We're not gonna open up that I, I, can of worms. I would caution us opening up that can of worms. Like we okay. kind of went into some of the ideas that might have had to do with First Strike and her uh-huh. frustrations with working on the book, and yeah, why it, she it made definitely left. feels like a work that was very frustrating in many ways. There's a lot of like you could see like there was there seemed like there was a lot of cooks involved. So this is her last book with IDW's Transformers. Uh, and in fact, the annual and last book in this line. Tell us about it. What's where does this fall in the Transformers universe for someone who's completely clueless? Uh, Till R One is a book series that took up after Merigrid uh, was uh, tasked with uh, doing the Windblade Mini, which was a new character that came into IDW verse and into Transformers in general. And she was tasked with writing this mini comic book about her. 
the comic did so well that they said, like, hey, let's just continue this. And it continued on and was called Till All Are One. Okay. So it didn't just have to focus on the one singular character, although she is mostly the main character in the story. Uh-huh. And what's a, what is Windblade and what's their deal? Uh, Windblade is one of the politicians or delegates from the many different worlds that have robots on them that got split up during the giant civil war of the Autobots and the Decepticons. Huh. So right. now that the war is over, everyone's come back to Cybertron and been like, hey, uh, we'd like to live here again. And it's a bunch of different cultures because they've had millions and millions of years to live out on their own on separate planets. And they've developed different ways and cultures and even religions. And she's one of the essentially politicians that kind of sits there and says, like, hey, my home world of Camian would like to have, you know, some say so in what's happening with our home world. All right. Uh, That's uh, certainly seems I don't know something about Transformers. I don't know if uh, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, there, There's a. In my opinion, a high threshold of getting involved. I know that's true of all comics. Mm-hmm. You know, comics, yeah. everyone, it's ridiculous. You have to know that Captain America was a werewolf at one point. Uh, really, really yeah. understand <laughs> Captain America. But, like, for Transformers, like, that's that's pretty thick. That's pretty deep as, as a, for as space a, robots. As a fan of real Transformers, I I, I, I believe uh, they're called G1. Uh, yeah, in, 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 this muscle through Transformer fans. We're not all like this. Th- this is raising some serious Phantom Menace flags for me. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, like really, intergalactic politics is a big you, thing here? Is, is that... It's it's weird. Yes, but it's in the best way possible. Really? Okay, so it's not as bad as... No, you know, oddly enough... We need to send Jedi to arbitrate this trade disagreement. No, because as of right now, the leader of Cybertron is Starscream. <laughs> so... That makes everything better. Like, all right. <laughs> well, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all caught up. I, you yeah. know what? I was going to make a current politics joke, but I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so cool. All right, it's it maybe a little hard to get into. Actually, is it hard to get into, or is it a pretty? No, simple? not at all. Actually, yeah. like all right. you can pick up from issue one of Till All Are One and go from there. Uh, Marigold tells very like isolated stories. Um, the first one having to be about the Combaticons, and it's a pretty good story. Cool, good, good uh, to hear. And they're betraying Starscream and trying to take over, and so on and so forth. The final issue is about Starscream has to deal with the next set of elections that are happening on Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not trying to belittle your review capabilities, Al, yeah. but it does sound incredibly boring. It sounds really boring. I'm sure it isn't, but it's like, oh, then we have to talk about, you know, the... the, the Budget gap. There's a budget. <laughs> budget gap is the name of a Decepticon. Actually, absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah he yeah. is a. Uh, no, not going to do that joke either. But, We're, there's going to be a whole other podcast for people who are Patreon <laughs> subscribers. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to actually look at it from a certain point of view where think about those characters in those situations. Like, think of Starscream as like this big, I'm finally in charge of everything. Everything I ever wanted is in front of me. And it's horrible because I have responsibilities. Right. And like, and I see, we still can't stop betraying people. <laughs> yeah, I could be a lot of like, fun. And yeah. So it's, it's very interesting mm. because it involves three characters that are all vying for, you know, who's going to finally rule Cybertron after the elections are over. Uh, one of them being Starscream, the other one being Windblade, the uh, particular character that we talked about before. The other one being Alita One. Uh, Alita One is actually kind of interesting because uh, we are introduced to her because her people never got to a planet. Her oh. people have been kind of adrift in space for a while and cannibalizing their own crew to keep the ship going. Oh, that's well, awful. I, that seems less disgusting when you're giant robots. Yeah. No. I no, actually, no. They're, just like, pretty, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not like physically sitting there and eating. They're not like stewing, <laughs> stewing robot parts. And they're like, you know. Ow, are they? No. Oh. I was going to say, it, it's more like, you know, stripping a, 
stripping cars for spare parts. Yeah. Or you it's know, like it's, um, burying your dead in the fields you are farming your vegetables in to raise the next. Well, if we wanted to go with a more human analogy, I would try to say it's more like organ donation. Hmm, okay, yeah. yeah, but you're living in the giant bloated corpse of the biggest person in your village. Yes. Al, are they? Yes, they are. Yeah, no, I'm, I, no you're, you're, you are absolutely yeah, correct. That, I would think that this spaceship might actually be a transformer. It is, and we and that uh, happens in one issue in Tall or One uh, when eventually that, they have to do that. Look, and, if you're a transformer, yeah. if you're a giant transformer, and you decide that your alternate form is going to be a spaceship, I think you have to realize that at some point it may come to that. Well, then we're <laughs> raising the question of whether or not transformers get to decide what their alternate form is. Maybe he was born or she was born big boned. <laughs> What, what what's the <laughs> good now let's continue yeah right. uh what else was you saying before we um it? anyway before that like yeah so anyway those are the three uh people that are go- vying for you know being the ruler of cybertron oh it isn't really a lot of politics as much as it's a lot of people dealing with why they're supporting the candidates that they are people are supporting alita one because they think well apparently and a throwback to the g2 comic if people can remember that Liege Maximo is apparently going to start coming in and uh, messing up the planet of Cybertron. So they think, oh, well, she's, you know, best prepared for this. She survived for millions of years on that ship on their own, doing whatever they had to do, cut whatever corners, make whatever sacrifices were made for survival. Mm -hmm. And Starscream is, well, Starscream. Um, He's, you know, conniving and charismatic. And they think that, nah, he can get us through this. Uh, He'll sacrifice the people we don't like so that we can survive. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This really, it's hard not to <laughs> draw parallels between mm. all these characters, these politicians, and who they can be in yep. the, quote, real world. And uh, Windblade is the person who says, like, no, the only way we're going to survive this is if we work together and we get this done, like, in true, genuine, heroic fashion. Um, mm. That sounds vaguely boring, but at the same time, like, that's the person you're going to root for, to the point that there are Decepticons, or ex-Decepticons at this point, that are showing up and saying, hey, um, I think you should be in charge because we remember what the war was like. Yeah. And it was bad, and I don't, no I don't want to die. Yeah. Like it's like if he keeps doing this, it's going to reignite. We're going to fight again, and you didn't have to go to war like we did. So it makes sense to support yeah. this character. And then when you wake up one November morning and you find out that nothing makes sense anymore, yeah. Mm? Uh, but or whatever Cybertron for November it, is, like yeah, it's... probably like november <laughs> if you know what cybertron for november is email us at near mid at non-productive.com yeah. i will say it's definitely a really good read and um it definitely caps off the entire series very well that's always good i really i was really happy about that because i was a big fan of till all or one because a lot of idw's books have been very hit or miss and especially like i haven't had a good run of comics but from T- till all or one it's 12 issues and the annual one ancillary book for a tie-in okay oh that's what mm-hmm. it is a tie-in book for it and so it's like 13 14 issues all of them good i oh. would definitely pick it up so what do you rank the book i would say till all or one the last and final issue of the series is a mint mint Ooh. that is an asterisk mint see uh the the near minterns do not have the authority, the legal or moral authority to grant a true mint. <laughs> so you can't like go into a comic book shop and say that. Just just so you know. No, this is like a uh, spearmint. Wow. All right. February. Um, no, that's February. What how do you not October? No, why are you guys not why are you picking other months? November Tron. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying right. to fill out the uh, the Cybertronian calendar here. Mm. 
January. December. Do we even know that they have a 12-month year? Ow. Yeah, I'm All right. I'll, I'll say yeah. I don't know. Like sure. this is one of the problems with the with the with the genuine book and with the IDW books in general is at some point they said, "Uh, listen, there's references to Cybertronian gods and other stuff. Why don't we just take that out to make it simpler so they'll just say months and oh Jesus or oh God because like that's it's yeah. hard work to try and like." What all of this? Well, you got to realize it's all being translated from Cybertronian anyway. So, <laughs> of course, of course, Marchbot. So mint, very good. Thank you, Al, for your review. I've been meaning to get back into Transformers comics. I only pick them up every once in a while, but now knowing that there's one line that's actually good from beginning to end, hooray! Because, like you said, hit or miss is what I've been picking up on. Mm-hmm. Oh, on to your review. What do you have for us? I'm reading a series called Infinite Dendrogram. Infinite hmm. Dendrogram. I don't know that how is, to pronounce that. But I just said it. Yeah, just use the, your vocal Infi- cords. Infatron you- Dendrogram. Yeah, Go close on. enough. Anyway, yeah. so uh, it's based around a virtual reality, massively multiplayer online RPG. That's like the comic takes place within it, which is pretty popular with most Asian properties lately. Kind of like a dot hack sign or a sword art online. In that realm, yeah. It kind of splits off into two realms where one is like, oh no, it's affecting us in reality too. And the other one is like, all right, cool. It's really a video game. This is the latter. So, you know, you don't have to worry about crazy, unlikely, unreal things actually happening because it's a video game. If you die in the game, you die in real life. It's adapted from a a web novel and it's kind of lighter fare reading where kind of easier to get into, nothing kind of crazy. And this is like slice of life stuff for a bunch of kids, a couple of college age guys just enjoying well, well, experiencing this group online play and, and the stuff that happens to them. Yeah, luckily, uh, the game has already existed for a, sh- a while, about a year and a half, as the main character comes in named Ray Starling. He joins the game as he had wanted to and before that, but he was studying to get into college. Okay. So you you start off with him getting into the game, designing his avatar, and meeting up with his brother, who's been playing the game for a year and a half. And when you start the game, you have uh, what is called an embryo egg. All right, this is how you get into the title. So infinite dendrogram refers to like kind of an infinite skill tree, because dendro is tree. Okay. Mm. So uh, so everybody will have a different experience because the game's infinitely customizable on top of the fact that everyone gets this embryo that is born to your character after a short while of playing the game that is completely unique to you. Like a Tamahachi. Something like that, yeah. Except, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a little little more expensive than that. You know, his older brother has uh, something that like goes into a chain gun and then eventually becomes a tank and like continues growing bigger and bigger weapons for him. And the main character, you, you come to find that he has like a person avatar kind of uh, that turns into a sword kind of gets equally crazier and bigger. But again, it's a, a video game. So it's, you know, expected that crazier and bigger things happen to him. Like he's a level zero because he has to get a job. So it, it kind of just like puts the main character into this funny situation where he has to fight boss monsters that are infinitely more powerful than he is. But his brother is kind of the deus ex machina who comes in and saves him at the end and gives him these weapons that like he won't die instantly Mm. Ooh, ooh! I think I can. Uh, I think I can translate this for the uh, the chronically old, like Frank and myself. Mm, mm. Uh, it's like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. where your DM makes you start off as a level zero character. That's totally garbage. Yeah, oh, and you have you have to earn a class. No, what? Come on, read the DMG. No, he's got it pretty good, actually. Yeah. So, Pope, what do you rank this? I gotta give it a near mint. Near uh, mint. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I mean, I really like the story. I find myself wanting more, but that's the thing. Like, I get into it, and you're only really, like, hitting the tip of the iceberg. I, like, I really want to see where this is going to go, how deep we can get with it. But I really, like, I'm just l- left wanting more. Yeah, and you've got three issues in, so that's a little... Oh, that's always dangerous territory, because you never know. You could definitely jump the shark at this point mm, very mm. easily. It's pretty easy to get into. It's a new property, so it's not hard for anybody to really just pick it up and start reading it. I see. Where is this available? Do you, Like, where would God-fearing comic book readers go to get this? I picked it up off of Amazon. Uh, you can uh, mostly digital will mm-hmm. be translated. I don't know that there's any print copies available right now, but you know, Kindle, e-reader, all of those things would be able to download and read right now. Very cool. Excellent. Very Excellent. good. If, if you want a print copy, go to your friendly local comic book store and ask your uh, your comic book proprietor if he can get a hold of any. And if not, to write to companies and say, hey, people are looking for this in print. Yeah, and just stare them down uncomfortably. Yeah. Until they uh, acquiesce to your demands. If if print copies are not available, demand them to be available. Be Mm. the change you want to see in the world. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Yes. So, uh, quick question for you, Pete. Hmm. Have you Nacho fries. All right. Have you read anything in this uh, past week that you would like to recommend for our listening uh, audience and possibly for them interns? Uh, well, I will uh, I will continue to heap praise upon the New Avengers series, No Surrender. Yes. Which is chugging along and uh, may have claimed its first Avengers victim. Oh, no. Oh, no. And on the other side of the coin, I'll also recommend Phoenix Resurrection, which did wrap up this week. And uh, if you want to read a superhero breakup comic that you did not expect to be that, read it. But I guess now you will expect it to be that. So there you go. But it's a superhero breakup comic. Oh, are we finally going to get rid of the whole Scott Summers and uh, Jean Grey relationship they kind of done from finally? I am not going to reveal who breaks up. Oh, scandalous. Okay. Yes, I am very gonna, scandalous. I'm going to heap praise onto you, Pete, for I followed up on one of your recommendations from an earlier podcast. What, what? I'm actually reading The Jetsons from DC oh dear. and Hanna-Barbera. Yes. And it's actually a lot of fun in a weird way. I'm reading this and going, I understand why I'm alarmed by this, but it's also very entertaining. It's odd. It, it does exist in this weird place of, I don't know why you did this, but I appreciate that you did. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I think I get you. Yeah. So, yeah, lots to read, lots of cool stuff. Thank you, folks, for coming and joining us on this. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Ken, do you need anything, or are you all right? No. All right, he's not going to make it. But rank and review this podcast if you enjoy comic books, and if you don't, to hell with you. Yes. And thank you, Minterns, for uh, bailing us out. Anytime. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.